I'll say a bit now about the chapter by Tamara Dittrich called Mindfulness of Breathing in Early Buddhism. So this article starts with a review of some of the early uh, breath practices in the Indian subcontinent, situating the significance of breath in the context of those ancient religious and philosophical traditions and providing a context then for early Buddhist teachings on mindfulness of breathing and other kinds of breath practices. Dittrich is mainly interested here in early Indian Buddhist texts in Pali. So she's looking at the Pali Buddhist canon of the Theravada school of Buddhism and at how mindfulness um, is a practice in these early traditions that is integrated into other aspects of Buddhist teachings. So she begins by summarizing uh, the role of breath in Vedic traditions, noting, for example, on page 100, that the structural model of the cosmos in its multiple interrelations to the human body show that the perception of embodied individuals isn't that of an independent individual, an independent entity, but rather there's an idea of the individual, the embodied individual in these traditions that is a relational, interlinked, and dynamic structure or process. So this is something that we need to keep in mind as we get into studying Buddhism more, thinking about what it is uh, that the body is, how that might be different than our own uh, conceptions of the body now, today, um, and how embodiment is something that allows us access to an understanding of interconnectedness or interrelation, interrelationship um, in the Buddhist sense. So on page 101, she goes on to uh, point out that breath or breathing practices are central to um, other Indian philosophical or religious systems and soteriological practices, that is to say practices aimed at liberation or salvation, such as the various ascetic movements that focus on bodily austerity and meditation, like the Jains and Ajivakas. So these traditions, too, are precursors to Buddhist practices and uh, Buddhist traditions. She mentions, too, the uh, early texts of the yoga traditions that talk about uh, breathing practices and how these were expand greatly as yogic traditions uh, developed in India and developed then into tantric traditions in the late first and second millennium of the common era. Tantric traditions then integrated all kinds of religious beliefs and cults and practices of the time that included very complicated structures or models of physiology and psychology that in which breath and breathing practices were very central. Uh, so the breath and the subtle energies that traveled throughout the body and the various channels of the body are central to tantric practice in Buddhist and non-Buddhist traditions in India. And then those practices and those physiological models are the basis of all kinds of ritual traditions as well. <clears throat> so she points out, on page 101, that meditation on the breath as part of the path of liberation has been highly significant for most Indian traditions, for their philosophies, their cosmologies, their practices, from the very earliest times up until the present day. 
this uh, connection to all kinds of early Indian teachings on breath is the context for Buddhist teachings uh, that we now know um, in the contemporary time as mindfulness of breathing. But um, as Dietrich says, sometimes the contemporary practitioners of mindfulness of breathing forget that this is a very long tradition that's very deeply embedded into all kinds of uh, other aspects of Indian philosophical and religious um, practices and traditions. So then the rest of this article tells us about some of the very earliest uh, Buddhist texts on mindfulness of breathing. In the Pali Canon, as she points out, the Buddha is said to have attained salvation or awakening by means of mindfulness of breathing and continued to practice it. So it's a salvation, a soteriological method of its own that can leave, lead to nirvana or salvation or liberation, according to these early texts. She then goes on to discuss the practice and concept of mindfulness as embedded within all the main models of Buddhist teachings, and she'll talk about it here in the context of the Pali Canon. She describes how the practice of mindfulness of breathing is integrated into all other Buddhist doctrines, that of the Four Noble Truths, and how it's a central component of the Eightfold Path, which is the path of practice that's recommended, the ethical path and path of action that's recommended in Buddhism. And so she says on page 102 that mindfulness then is not a method on its own, but a constituent, an essential constituent of the entire early Buddhist soteriological project. So it's part of ethical training, meditation, and development of wisdom, and has to be seen within that context in uh, Buddhism. She then goes on to talk in a bit more detail about one of the most comprehensive texts on the cultivation of mindfulness, which is the Anapanasati Sutta. This sutta, uh, sutta or sutra in Sanskrit, is a text that purports to record the teachings of the Buddha himself. Uh, this text is one that we will read in detail. You can listen to the audio recording of this text and read the text itself. It's not long. Um, and then in our uh, textbook, Breathing Through the Whole Body by Will Johnson, we'll study that text in more detail as a practice, an object of practice. So I'll leave you to um, read the rest of this article, Mindfulness of Breathing in Early Buddhism, to understand some of the technicalities of that text and how it fits into uh, Buddhist theory and practice. She says then, just to emphasize on page 103, that mindfulness of breathing is a method that aims to accomplish the goal of the Eightfold Path, which is the path of practice in early Buddhism, in Buddhism, and it's linked to all the other seven components of the path, so to the moral and ethical virtues through freedom from desire and aversion, and linked to wisdom through clear comprehension, linked to meditation through sustained effort, concentration, and mindfulness. So the cognition of the breath, thinking about the breath in the early Pali canon is a wholesome or ethical 
uh, action. So it's it is part of the path of ethical action in early Buddhism. So the primary takeaway of this article, in addition to providing you with some important details about this sutra that we'll be reading and its context in Buddhist practice more broadly, uh, in Buddhist the early Buddhist canon, at least more broadly, uh, she concludes by uh, repeating that links between the key components of the Buddhist uh, soteriological structure, that is to say mindfulness of breathing, ethics, wisdom, liberation from suffering, love, kindness, and loving friendship are all seen through the study of this practice, mindfulness of breathing. So mindfulness of breathing is embedded within all of those other priorities and practices in Buddhism. Mm -hmm.